everyone, and welcome to another episode of Joypad Podcast. I was looking off to the side and forgot that I am on camera, so just consider it artistic license. I am one of your hosts, Michael Pinto. With me are, of course, my other co-hosts, Michael Fleming, Megan, and Tom. Tom is looking off into the distance. There he is. And uh, who am I going to start with today? Because I don't want to talk first because I'm the topic presenter. So, Megan, what are you drinking? How are you feeling? I'm not going to ask that question. How was the Resident Evil 8 demo? I'll put it that (laughs) way instead of saying the other things I was going to (laughs) say. What else were you going to say? I'm, I'm interested now. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's, uh, it's another happy thump day for me. Um, tomorrow's Friday, and then the weekend happens. I'm enjoying a pure leaf, unsweetened leaf water tea. Uh, and how was the Resident Evil demo? Um, it, it was a little spooky in some, some, some spots. Uh, we put up a playthrough of it on our YouTube channel. Uh, what is that at again, Mr. Pinto? Joypad. Joypad. It's also that. on our Facebook. I uploaded it to Facebook as well. Joy yes. Pod. Um, but yeah, you guys can can watch me play through it and curse and get nervous and yell. Um, it's really pretty. I don't think the capture I did did justice to the graphics. Um, I was using my good old uh, Elgato. But ah uh, yes, your capture card that has like milk and rice inside <laughs> of it now, like a like a fully balanced meal. <laughs> It does. I spilled a glass of milk on my computer desk and it just happened to be in its path. Yeah, but it it, it lives. It lives. I'm really excited to play it. I pre-ordered it. Um, I hope it doesn't let me down. But graphically very pleasing. I uh, got to meet our very tall vampire lady friend. Um, ah, yes. It might be love. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were taken by her. No, I was actually <laughs> getting ready like to ask too. Yes. <laughs> it was something in her um her gaggle of uh vampire ladies uh but i think she's apparently nine feet tall the internet has discovered um tall yeah <laughs> but can she dunk on Shaq? probably probably yeah she has a sweet freddy krueger hand uh i don't know if the claws are retractable or not there was a lot it was a lot uh watch it enjoy it uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that button, yo. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. And uh, Tom, how are you doing? What are you drinking and what are you playing? I'm good. It's been a long week, a lot of work. I'm also celebrating a, a very happy thump day. Uh, I am drinking a fine cup of Hawaiian coffee that has just about run dry uh, to revitalize my body and mind and mostly my mind because my body's still in sleepy town. That's all good. <laughs> Uh, I have been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. Just a lot of Stardew Valley. Um, (laughs) I just got sucked right back in. I know we've talked about this a number of... We've we've all been there, bro. Yeah, it's so easy. We've all been there. Pinto, I have to ask, you've played the 1.5 update, right? A little bit, yeah. Have have you gotten sucked back into the Portal of Doom or, or no? I haven't yet. Um, I did play a little bit, and I started like collecting golden walnuts and stuff. But I just haven't oh. haven't really. I just I haven't been sucked back down into the rabbit hole yet. I know it'll happen. I just have to find like the right time for it. 
that game is a time dump too. So, you know, with you mm-hmm. not having as much time recently, it makes it a lot harder. I think the last time we aggressively played it, if you will, was back in March of last year. So it's been a while for us. That's before I was employed <laughs> yeah. uh, full time. So yeah. Yeah. That was in the before times. In the long, long ago. Uh, it was, that was right in the before times because someone almost didn't make it back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it would be fun. I don't know if that would be a, a recording activity or not, but it would probably be fun for all of us to play that together again. Oh, absolutely. We should do that. However, in my solo ventures, I'm nowhere near as far as we got as a collective unit. Uh, however, I am finally, and for the first time in my Stardew Valley career, collecting iridium enough to make iridium sprinklers and nice. bars. Uh, I've never gotten that far. I kind of stopped before that point in all of my other pr- playthroughs. Uh, and now there's just so many crops. <laughs> now what you got to do is get them Junimo hunts yeah, so you say. don't even have to harvest your crops. They'll oh, do it for you. I forgot that's a thing. All right, yeah. now I have now I have new goals. That's right. Or um, there's the statue uh, that you get. What if I think if you get four stars when they do the first, well, anytime you get four stars for the valuation of your farm, uh, you get a statue that produces like one to eight iridium ore a day per day. Yeah, I got the first one of that. So that's nice. like in year three, I think, is mm-hmm. when you get the first one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm still, I don't know, I'm just rediscovering it and having a lot of fun with it, so I'm, I'm happy about <laughs> that. But yeah, it hasn't been much aside from that, but at the same time I'm playing that, I've been watching my wife play the Harvest Moon Switch game, uh, which is very funny uh, to both be working on like a different farm at the same time, <laughs> uh, and she just got a capybara pet from the pet man, uh, which she's very excited about. Does it, does it have square poops? I, I bet it does. I bet it does. And if they didn't dutifully render that in their 3D game engine, I'll fight them. Is it a new Harvest Moon or? I think this is an older one and there's a newer one coming out soon. Okay. Yes. Um, I forget the name of the title. I'm sorry. Do they, it's okay. <laughs> is it still like the Harvest Moon IP? Because didn't it split off? And there was like, what was the other one? Rune Factory or something like there's... that? There's... Yeah, Rune Factory, and there was another. Was it Story of Seasons? That Story of Seasons, har- I think, is. The was one. that a Harvest Moon, or was yeah, that I, like a different? I think that is this game, and it is a Harvest Moon game. Yeah. Oh, okay. My uh, my my first love for uh, farming simulators was the first Harvest Moon on the Game Boy Color, so that was a long time ago. Speaking of uh farm games did you guys hear that farmville actually was just closing down like the original no. i would have thought God, it had no. closed down like a decade ago no I forgot it, that was a thing. no so it was a big thing i mean we're going back to what 2009 <laughs> or so yeah. 10, 12 yeah. years ago somewhere in there uh yeah they're finally shutting it down and people are like really upset about it like uh-huh. which I, i'm kind of like why farmville. are you still on there but My mom is the queen of Farmville, and I think that must be what has sustained Farmville for years and years is probably people's moms on Facebook who just got... My mom played so much Candy Crush that they sent her a figurine. I don't know how, why. Oh yeah, she gave it to me like a couple, like a year or so ago, but they sent her this figurine of like the round umbrella-shaped woman 
Um, I don't know any of the characters, but yeah, I don't I don't know why or how that happened. Didn't she beat Candy Crush until she, they added more levels? Yeah, she made it to the end before they released a whole bunch of new levels on it. Um, I don't know what she's doing with her life, but I'm in. We need your mom to come on and do a guest spot. My God, <laughs> I was gonna say Tell we need a, We need an stress. episode of uh, like show and tell your weirdest gaming thing, and that is a weird <laughs> gaming thing. Ooh, I like that as a topic, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I've said enough on my part, and uh, Mr. Michael Fleming, I believe it is your turn to tell us how you're doing, what you're drinking, and what games of the video persuasion you have been playing. Yeah, so I am drinking leaf water or iced tea, uh, unsweetened, because I'm trying to be healthier with that. Uh, I also have water over there, too, in case I become more thirsty throughout the course of the podcast as normal. Otherwise, I'm doing well. Uh, and uh, from game perspective, I've... I played a little bit of War Selection in the past week, uh, but I was really busy this past weekend, so I didn't get too much time. And I was also really tired from my um, my like training thing that I took last week. So, for the most part, only played a little bit of War Selection. I did start another um, series of Madden because I realized that it was it was easy enough to basically win consistently, and that's all I'm gonna say for now. Um, because I think that will probably come up in discussion today. Uh, so overall though, um, I'm looking forward to new games. Uh, I, I also am planning to play, um, Iron Harvest, which I got as a gift from a friend recently. So I've been meaning to play that. Uh, that's like kind of on my radar, uh, if you will. But otherwise I haven't really touched many other games at this point. Been a very, very busy week. So, uh, Mr. Michael Pinto, how are you doing? Because um, you really didn't say too much. Uh, what are you playing, and um, what is the uh, topic of today, Mr. Topic Boy? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, tired, as usual. What with the whole uh, trying to run a restaurant in real life thing. It's very exhausting. Um, I have been mostly playing Final Fantasy IV on my phone. I know last week I spoke of playing Final Fantasy V, and I said, probably going to stop that and play a better Final Fantasy game, which is what I did. <laughs> so I'm playing Final Fantasy IV now and enjoying it much more than I was enjoying Final Fantasy V. Way more into it. Uh, that's really all I've been playing. Oh, drinking? Oh, so I, you got, I'm not on camera for, like, you know, not for you guys, but for the viewers. I got this coconut water, because I used to like coconut water. I'm like, I'm going to be healthy. I don't know if it's just this brand, but, oh, it's not good. Like, <laughs> coconut water is bad. Yeah, I don't like great. it. <laughs> I have, No, because I used to drink coconut water, and, like, I took two sips of this one, and I was like, have my taste changed, or is it just the brand? It gets really old really fast for me. Um, I can, it's, yeah, I can drink a coconut water if I'm like eating like one of those fruit cups that have like pineapple and oranges and coconut water. Yeah. That's really delicious. But just drinking coconut water straight, not really good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I attempted to drink coconut water and now I'm just drinking regular water, which I am finding much more palatable. Could you maybe mix it so you get like half coconut water so it's not as strong? No. I mean, half I could, but I'm not water, going water. to. Never. 
No, I'm just 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 asking questions. So How make yourself yeah. CW squared <laughs> coconut water with water. Yeah. <laughs> the official drink of the Joypad. Well, like podcast. I know that some people no. find like <laughs> I know that some people find Gatorade sponsor, please. <laughs> um uh, to be like too sweet, for example, it's just like too sugary. So a lot of people will like dilute it down with water. So it'll be I, like I half don't, gear, yeah. half water. I don't want to ape someone else's bit, but uh, I would suggest going to look up the Mabimbam bit called Gatorade Weak for people <laughs> that find Gatorade too strong. Okay. You can you can go find that yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Final Fantasy Four has been about it. We've all been kind of busy, so we haven't done much social gaming. Um, I've been editing our Diablo, which that'll that'll uh, crop up in our topic in just a little bit. And yeah, go watch Megan's Resident Evil Eight video. I watched it. Um, I know you said that you don't think the capture really did it justice, but I have to say, like the game looks gorgeous mm-hmm. even through the it capture. Does. It looks really, really good. I don't know if Resident Evil 8 will actually come out on May 7th or if they'll push it back. I hope not. I doubt I will have a PS5 by then, though, which is kind of a bummer. But it is going to come out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And PC. And PC. And PC. My thought is I will likely buy it on PC. Just for uh, performance's sake, because the cyberpunk debacle has me scared. And I know we've discussed that, but... Well, I would probably buy it on PC and then wait, you know, like, because you won't get a PS5 necessarily by then. Wait for a little while, and then maybe you'll be able to find a used copy on PS5, or at least Mm -hmm. buy it new when it's gotten lower in price. Or a bundle or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, if you want to have it on both systems, but I would obviously go towards PC as well. (laughs) See... I want to be like, no, I don't need it on both systems, but um, You'll get I it on own, both yeah, I own several games on on multiple systems. I believe Resident Evil Four I own on three different generations of PlayStation on my PC and also uh, the original GameCube version. And but if it's if it's a ahead. game that you like, that's okay. Exactly. Yes. I, that's that's what I say. Because I own Final Fantasy VII on probably. Yeah, that's. Like I was just about to say that yeah. as well. So, uh, anyways, let's let's move on to our topic today, which uh, I'm gonna try and uh, say it as eloquently and well as I can without getting confused. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about difficulty in video games in general. You know, a lot of games come with different settings where. You know, you could choose from easier, normal, or hard. Some games are like, oh, you can play on easier, normal, and then once you beat the game on normal, you can play on hard. Some games are like, hey, ha, there's one difficulty setting. Deal with it. So if we're talking about, you know, your <laughs> your Dark Souls, your Bloodborne, you know, a lot of people have complained that those games are too difficult or, alternatively, um... I forget what I was going to say, but it was something about those games and people being like, I don't enjoy it because it's too hard, which like me, (laughs) which, yeah, I can see where people are coming from with that. Like I played Bloodborne for a while. Megan, your opinion on Bloodborne was thank (laughs) God it was free. (laughs) I was so angry. Yeah, I played it for a little while, and it's not even... I didn't enjoy it that because it was hard. I just didn't really get into it in general. 
Yeah. But I have mixed feelings on difficulty in games. Like, sometimes I like a game to be difficult. Sometimes I like the challenge. Um, it kind of depends on the game, I think. If it's an action game, like a Resident Evil 4 or 5, I enjoy those games on a harder difficulty. Um, if it's a puzzle game where I have to use my brain, I enjoy it on an easier difficulty because I am dumb. So, you know, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. It depends on the game. I just remember Silent Hill 3, the very first puzzle. Uh, you had to have knowledge of Shakespeare, like pretty deep knowledge of Shakespeare plays. And also somehow that got turned into like an equation so you could figure out the key code to unlock a door. I was like 16 years old. <laughs> I was like, no. Speaking of that, do you remember in Mega Man Legends that like 50 question quiz that tested your knowledge of like the sex pistols? Oh, 100. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Mega Man Legends 2. Yeah. Oh, okay. The game that I forgot existed, but apparently which I played. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I just remember it asking me about the sex pistols. I was like, I'm 13. I don't know anything about the sex pistols. What is this? Yeah, that was just... That one got to the point where, like, you failed it so many times that you just memorized the answers. Because that was before the internet was, you know, really... And had waffles and all that. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, that's that's the topic. And I'd like to know how you guys prefer your difficulty in games. So, I, I want to piggyback on something you said, which I found interesting. Generally speaking, I'm more on the, I like the hardest difficulties as possible. Sometimes I'm like... You know, I'm not going to go to the insane, like, expert difficulty because I want to be able to progress through the game. But I will play on the one that's, like, for experienced players if there's, like, four, let's say. Yeah, it's not, you don't want the you die in one hit kind of game experience, but, like, two to three hits. Okay. Yeah, or, like, I think um, Last of Us was, uh, there was, like, an easy and then, like, an experienced, like, video game player and then there was, like, a... A higher level than that, and then there was like the elite level that like yeah, you don't even get enough bullets. It. And I'm just like never gonna do that. But I will play on the difficulty right below that. What I found interesting is I disagree about the scary games. So like Amnesia, I think has difficulties in it, and I intentionally did not play on a harder difficulty because I don't want to get frustrated when my emotion is supposed to be scared. I don't want to be in a situation where it's like, well, I have no oil, for example, in the case of amnesia. So I'm just dying over and over. And I, like the, the character that, you know, the monster that attacks you in that game, he's not scary anymore because I just keep dying to him anyway. So, you know, that's the kind of, like, I don't agree with you when it comes to like Resident Evils or anything where I'm supposed to almost feel more than play in a lot of ways. Um, maybe if I got more familiar with the games, uh, you know, like Amnesia, if I went back to play it again, maybe I'd play on a harder difficulty. But for those games, typically I'm just playing on once, maybe twice, but more likely than not, just once. So I don't want an experience where I'm going to get stuck. Well, uh, in the in the case of the Resident Evil games, I specifically mentioned 4, 5, and 6 because those games aren't scary. They're just straight-up action yeah, games. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I do understand what, what you're getting at. Yeah. So... One thing um, that I don't think was completely brought up here is there are some games that actually gate content behind the difficulty, too. Um, I 
I'm trying to scratch my brain, but I think, and maybe you can confirm or disconfirm this for me, Pinto. Didn't the bouncer do this? With, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't difficulty, but it did bar content expecting you to play the game multiple times. Yeah, it had I, nothing I to do that. with difficulty. It was just. The and more, it was different like, stories. Like, yeah, I don't mind that. If you yeah. play through it like three times, you'll un- unlock like all the fights or whatever. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I'm thinking of then, because I I feel like it was a different fighting game, but it, there, it gated like some of the are fighters behind games playing on like hard. that, though. Yeah, I mean, I've I've played some of those, and that's that's a, just a point of frustration for me, because. I will fully admit to being a Captain Casual gamer now, and I wasn't always. I used to play things on at least, you know, hard or, or normal difficulty, and I would almost never put anything on easy. But I'm old, um, and I want to enjoy my game, and I'll normally try something on normal. And if I get frustrated by it, or if I know that I, I just want to have a more casual experience, I don't hesitate to put it on easy mode anymore. <laughs> Well, I think what frustrates me about the whole easy versus the hardest mode in a lot of games is is that uh, they typically, like, I don't like when games do it just by, like, making it so you get less items, for example. It's like, okay, so I have less bullets for my gun, but if I still know how to um, manipulate the AI, for example, the game still is playable. You know, I know... Tom, you, you've played enough Madden. We've talked about Madden a lot recently with the, the football season coming towards an end. Um, the latest Madden that I'm playing now is only as the quarterback, but on all Madden. And okay. I'm actually very impressed with how it is. Like, there's some things that are really weird. Like, I've had fumbles that make no sense, and I've had uh, catches where, like, my guy, my wide receiver, my tight end just, like, throws the ball behind his head, and it gets intercepted. I'm like... That's strange, but okay. Like, so it definitely still feels a little cheaty at times, but it's gotten better. And I like that in a, I guess in a competitive game, it's a lot easier to um, kind of just make them just your players a little bit worse or their players a little bit better. I don't like when it's like, you just have a little, a few less items, but if you still know how to manipulate the game or you still know the game down to, you know, perfect locations of everything, for example, you're going to get through it just fine. I, I always think of uh, AI settings um, in relation to the chess programs that mm-hmm. are on, like, Apple computers. Um, because, God help you, if you play even a pretty decent uh, yeah, computer level, at chess, seven they're, eight out of ten. So, yeah. they're so good. Um, you know, unless you're a high-quality chess player yourself and by high quality i mean like master or something (laughs) well i think stockfish you can play so stockfish uh for anyone that doesn't play chess is the is the most well-known ai there's a few new ones that are using more deep learning um you know techniques but uh, stockfish is the one that's most well known and you can actually find stockfish online and play against that ai um and it's very very good if you play even like level six or seven, you're starting to get up there in difficulty. I cannot personally beat level seven. I think it is out of 10. I, I guess what I'm getting at is if your AI is so hard that it really can't be beaten, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay if you maybe have a ultra high difficulty like that. Um, but it's good when you have actual modulators of your AI and your AI's ability to make, um, game influencing decisions. 
Um, you know, in, in a Metal Gear Solid, for example, you know, feel the vision on being caught, damage that you take from bullets in other games. I think we've, you know, kind of raised that flag already with The Last of Us and uh, other sorts of games. Um, and the supply issue, I think that has its place to a point. I, I think there are certain games where it makes it more difficult and, and more interesting. For example, we've been playing The Forest. We've been playing it on, I think, normal difficulty. Uh, yeah. we're, we're at a point, I think, where resources are abundant enough. Um, we're not having any trouble at all with anything. <laughs> but if we were playing that game on hard, or I think there's even a harder mode, I think it would be very difficult. And I think that's part of the challenge of that game yes. once you're acclimated to it. So to, um, that, to that point, um, I did actually try that out out of curiosity. And in that game, it makes sense that the supplies would be in short order as you get up there in difficulty. And it definitely makes you feel more like you're in a survival game, which, okay. you know, for that genre makes sense. You're right. surviving. So I agree with you. It does have its place. Um, but for something like Last of Us, uh, it just it doesn't quite make sense for me personally. Um, I, I don't I just don't, I guess I don't find it. Um, I don't find that to be the challenge, but I don't know what you could really make as the challenge otherwise. So, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I, I haven't played that um, on the hardest difficulty. Pinto, I know you, for example, did play that. And Megan, I think you played it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, if anything, I think they limit the amount of supplies that you get, which, you know, on one hand, it makes sense because it is a post-apocalyptic world where resources are scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as far as damage that you take and, and things to that effect, it, it gets it gets sketchy. It gets hard. That makes sense. I, and just to throw another example out there with survival, a game that I actually do like playing on the hardest difficulty with like that sort of survival setting, mm-hmm. uh, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, and I think Fallout, uh, I don't think Fallout 3 has the same setting, but Fallout New Vegas, I really like that way. Because what happens is they end up giving um, weight to items that don't have weight, like your medical supplies, your bullets, uh, stuff like oh, that. Okay, it forces cool. you to uh, drink water over time. It forces mm-hmm. you to sleep or suffer negative effects. Um, stuff like that that makes it interesting on a second run. Um, I, I almost always play those games on normal when I play it for the first time, but I, yeah. I played nearly all, if not in the the entire game to completion on survival mode in those. Um, and it was great. I mean, I, I like that a lot. So I rarely ever play games on like a harder difficulty. Uh, I just, I don't like it. You know, I, I want to have fun. I won't play it on the easiest setting. I'll play it on more of like a moderate, like experienced level. Um, but I'm not going to play it on like hardcore mode or whatever. It's just, it's not enjoyable. You know, I don't like being swarmed. I, I don't like one hit kills. Um, I just want to take my time and explore and look at things because I do like to immerse myself in the world. Um, I think the only time I've ever played on a harder difficulty is when I play with Pinto. Like, we've played The Last of Us um, on, was it the hardest difficulty? At the time, it was the hardest difficulty. Yeah. But they've since added harder modes. The harder, yeah. Like, the the grounded mode, which is, like, the one-hit kill mode. But I wouldn't even, right. I wouldn't want to do that. Like, that is no. where the game becomes frustrating. I'll I'll do it as more of, like, a... Like, that was more of a competitive aspect for me when we were playing through the game together, like, to see who could fare. In my head, it was. I don't know that you were actually playing it that way, but in my head, it was like, no, oh, you know, I can, I, can I survive without having to use any resources through this part of the game or, like, you know, not not firing a bullet? 
uh, just because supplies are scarce. Or I think it was Outlast uh, when we were playing through that together. We played through hard mode until we got to, I think, the generator section. And I'm like, no, F this. I can't do it anymore. And just, <laughs> That's like, not even that off. far in the game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, but, like, going off of that, I think it's good when games allow you to change the difficulty setting yes. during play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you lock yourself into a harder difficulty when you're playing and you get to a point where you're just getting frustrated and then you're like, I have to start the game over if I want to experience this without wanting to tear my hair out, that really yeah. ruins the experience, I think. D- to that point, Pinto, I was actually super happy when the Final Fantasy VII Remake came out and they released the demo early because I played the demo on normal mode and got really annoyed with it. <laughs> and then I and then I played it on easy and I was like, cool, this is what I expect. So I knew to go into the full experience on easy mode. Um, so I was I was very thankful for that because I think I had a better experience. Now I, I think the reasons for that are probably the reasons I didn't like Final Fantasy fifteen because I feel like it takes eight thousand hits to kill something on normal mode. Right. And on easy mode it's just it goes by faster, um and it's not that I'm worried about like dying on normal mode. It's just that I feel like things don't take damage. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. For like a normal normal difficulty level, that game was hard. I was very surprised with how long it took, even just to fight like the first mini boss. You had the scorpion. Like it took forever, and it was frustrating. And yeah, I I totally get that. I I think difficulty in RPGs or. Er is a tough sell like for example i'm playing final fantasy 4 right now i'm playing it on my phone it was i think it's based off the ds version i'm not quite sure but it in the beginning of the game it gave me the option do you want normal or hard mode the only thing that you can really do in an rpg to make it more difficult is make the fights harder mm-hmm. and i'm for the benefit of you guys, I'm doing air quotes. You can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> Making a fight take longer does not make it harder. No. It just makes it more time-consuming. If there is a case where perhaps the enemy gains new abilities or something like that on a harder difficulty... Well, that, that's the that... case in Final Fantasy IX, though. So you you fight the... Um, whatever, the, I forget the... It's the little, like, uh, snake serpent thing in the water... You know what I'm talking about, Pento? I don't know what I know what you're talking about. I don't know what I, for, name I is, forget but I know his what name is. It's really a weird name, but that casts different spells. I think based on, like at least your level or something like that in the game. I forget exactly how it decides, but I know there's um, a certain um, way it's gonna play. It's gonna fight you, depending. Uh, yeah, on Yeah, I don't something. remember if nine had enemies that scaled to your level. You eight know, eight did. did. Yeah. Right, and like that's that's a case where. P- playing eight on a lower level makes the game easier. Yes. If you don't level up when you play that game, it's easier. Yep. But yeah, I just to me a difficulty in an RPG like I I'm not gonna play an RPG on a high difficulty. I think I talked about going back and playing FF Seven Remake on hard. I'm like, yeah. Why though? It's not gonna change anything. I'm I'm playing an RPG for the story, so I think it kind of depends on the game for me. Or the style of game, I should and, say. And that was that was the same case um, when I played through uh, the most recent Star Wars game. I, I'm even blanking on the subtitle of it. 
Um, oh, fallen Jedi fallen uh, stuff. Order, I think is it. Fall, yeah. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, I I think I talked on an earlier episode of this game about I went into it on normal mode and it didn't feel like I was a Jedi because it took me like seven hits on a stormtrooper with a lightsaber to do something to him. Mm-hmm. And I put it on easy mode and it felt more like I was a Jedi because it was like one or two swings and they would go down. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's another case where I I push for the easy mode, but the story that also just didn't hold my my interest <laughs> well, in also, it's an RPG. It, so it's if it takes you out of the element of what you are, if you're a Jedi mm-hmm. and you're, you're having a like a struggle against two stormtroopers, it just doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Um, in regards to the RPGs, though, the only thing that I think no one mentioned yet that you can do, and this was much more common in older RPGs, I don't know about newer ones, is um, changing it from active or uh, from passive mode to active mode. So what that means for anyone that doesn't play RPGs is that um, RPGs are turn-based, but you can make it so everyone can, you know, the enemies can continue to uh, attack you while you're thinking about what to do. So I liked um, always having that on personally, because then like if I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I want to heal, but I really should keep up my attacking, you know, but then I, you get I have hit, to make that decision. I'm getting so hit. So you make the decision to heal. Yeah, so... That adds a little bit of difficulty, never enough for me personally where it made, a, made me have a problem, but I know that that is one difficulty thing that you can turn on in, in RPG games going back, you know, 20 years now. So I actually always enjoyed being on wait mode because I yeah, like to strategize a lot. Um, and Final Fantasy X-2 is the first game I recall that did not uh, permit you to have a wait mode. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also part of the reason why I gave up on the game that also became Pretty Princess Dress Up. Um, <laughs> that game's actually fairly difficult, though. It is. Yeah. I, and you know, we, we talked about it before, Pinto. Uh, FF5, story not the best, but the class system's really cool. Same with that game. <laughs> yeah, I think my, not to go like too far into it, but my biggest gripe with Final Fantasy X-2, like... Even beyond, like, the whole, like, girl power trope was that you had to get 100% completion to get the best ending of the game. And there were things that would net you, like, 0.2% completion points. And I, if there's a pretty big decision you have to make, like, at the end of the first chapter. And if you make one decision, you're not going to get 100% completion. Oh, you chose new But you'll experience the story differently. Like, depending which way you go. So I get that they're trying to encourage subsequent playthroughs of replayability, but it's just, if it feels like shoehorning in replayability, which is a topic we could get into at another time, Uh-oh, which, so you know. Yeah. Listen, I just want to go on a date with Barrett. <laughs> oh, so, uh, <laughs> Megan and I had started playing the original Final Fantasy VII together. She is playing the original... And she is she's gunning hard for that date with Barrett. And I don't wanna yep. back I don't wanna backseat game it, but she's made a lot of the right choices that'll get her a date with Barrett <laughs> and I'm I'm impressed. Awesome. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. I, I wish you good luck. It is it is difficult <laughs> though. <laughs> I can't wait to see your responses to the story compared to the remake as well as just the parts of the story you don't know yet, because to my knowledge True. unless you went you ain't got yourself spoiled. Uh, no, no one here has spoiled you about anything that happens after you leave uh, uh, Midgar, right? Yeah, so. yeah I, I know nothing. Awesome. So, so, 
I, that's another topic that at some point we need to discuss. Like, um, I guess like games you never played that like want someone Everyone's else like thinks. Played. Well, like that someone else <laughs> thinks that you should. So like I could say, you know, Megan, you really need to play through Final Fantasy VII, and she's like, I've never played it before, and you know, like it. I think that'd be really interesting to kind or, of talk uh, about. Or Titanic Adventure on Time. <laughs> that talk about replayability. <laughs> that game has hundreds of hours of different options. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to drink my tea now. I'm still Does it have, baby. Does it have difficulty settings, though? Uh, difficulty settings? Um, does it make it more or less difficult to steal the baby? It does not make it more... No, there are no difficulty settings, to my knowledge. Unless, like, the Steam remake or whatever has it. I don't believe there's any... Um, any you know anything in there in fact it doesn't even tell you to my knowledge of like how to get the best ending you just kind of have to keep playing until you get it right well now we have game facts but well yes there probably were game facts but i was a little kid when i first played that so (laughs) um uh, something that i think is interesting about difficulty in games too now is that with the advancement of technology you can program like different behaviors into enemies in certain games like a big example i can think of uh is alien isolation where the xenomorph throughout that game will start to catch on to things you do like if you're always hiding under tables it will learn that you're hiding under tables and start checking under all the tables if you're hiding in lockers or just certain behaviors that you have the ai will learn it as you go throughout the game. So the game gets more difficult the longer you play. I have not personally experienced that because that game made me so motion sick (laughs) that it's unfortunate. I just think that's really cool. And I feel like, again, this is, we've talked about it with like PT, but I feel like survival horror is a genre that benefits so much from the advancement of technology and graphics and sound design and everything that it's a shame that more people aren't, into it right now that's why you have to zag when uh when they think you're gonna zig yeah i yeah and i I think part of that probably is just that a lot of the games that capitalized on it early have gone down in quality over time (laughs) it's kind of how or they get repetitive Um, i think is another challenge for that i know like zombies for example were overdone throughout 2010 to 2020 so people are just done with zombies yeah to now so people are just done with zombies rare to have a good zombie movie i know or zombie movie or zombie game Um, well the other thing too is that like i feel like that's okay because in the avenue that i'm talking about zombies aren't supposed to be smart yeah right if you're going to have a smart learning enemy it shouldn't be a zombie that wouldn't make the most sense from a lore standpoint i guess yeah um I was going to bring up one other example of uh, difficulty in which I actually do think um, there's value to both sides. So we played quite a bit of uh, StarCraft back in the day. Uh, I was going to talk about StarCraft as well, so (laughs) go for it. Well, um, I can wholeheartedly say that my childhood self could not even beat normal mode StarCraft because it's so difficult. Uh, so I had to use many cheats to kind of just advance myself through the story. Show me the money over oh, and over. Black Sheep Wall. Um, <laughs> there is no cow level. Oh, yeah. All of it. Um, but getting more competitive in that space, it's 
almost more of a training exercise to play the computer on as hard a level as you can handle and trying to push that boundary up. So I remember when StarCraft II was coming out and the beta demos were coming out in single player, um, I used to try and challenge myself by playing the AI in harder and harder difficulties to try and improve my own skills. Um, not that it really made me the best player because I'm definitely not even that great, but I think it helped me understand things better and play against a more realistic level of competition, um, you know, to kind of get myself ready. I'm really excited for the advancement of AI. I would kind of start talking technology. Um, hopefully if they come out with the Starcraft three or any other RTS game, they start to incorporate more AI learning that they could then push down through the cloud to players so they can actually uh, get better training. So my, as a good, Good StarCraft player, quote, good, you know, um, StarCraft player. No, you're, um, you're a good StarCraft player. <laughs> well, or you computer, at least were a good yes, StarCraft player. The, the computer was never really a problem for me, even on the hardest difficulty. They just like, rushed you. Yeah, they, they basically did one timing attack that wasn't even that good. So um, I know there was a whole thing about, uh, you know, um, what, what do they call it? Alpha, alpha Deep mode? Blue. Or, yeah, it, was, it wasn't Deep Blue. Deep Blue is the oh. IBM computer. It was Alpha, Alpha whatever. I alpha forget. Star? I think Alpha Star. That's Or was right. that a custom game? I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, I think it was I think it was called Alpha Star or something like that. Um, uh, but it uh, it challenged um, the little one uh, from Team Liquid and a few other players too. Uh, Mana I think was another one. And um, it it showed how they could like program it in a certain way to either be insanely good, you know, having thousands of APM or they can make it, you know, act more like a professional player. And then, like, it could be an actual competition. And the idea of them being able to tweak it to different difficulties, but still let people kind of get that competitive play. So, like, I want this thing to do, you know, a Thor rush, because the game just came out, and that's really hard to do. And the game's watched some pro, you know, pro players do that, and it knows how to do that to challenge you. I think that's a great idea for competitive games, so people can start um, learning <laughs> I know with like Counter-Strike, when they first came out with bots and Counter-Strike, I was always like, I want to have them just move around for me. Just kind of move around so I can get used to like getting my crosshair onto the, the model's head and shooting it and getting a headshot, you know, any way I'm moving to. So as they started getting better with, you know, Counter-Strike Go, for example, with the um, AI there, I really appreciate it because I could actually kind of practice, you know, hitting these moving back and forth characters, just getting used to the server, for example. So... I really am excited for the improvements in AI when it comes to difficulty, being able to kind of uh, cater to whoever, you know, is playing and whatever their needs are. Yeah, I think that Alpha Star, if that is what we're thinking of, um, they did have it play against a bunch of pro players, and I think the only one that could beat it, like, at its highest difficulty was Serral, who, at the time, I, I don't really keep up anymore, but he was, like, the reigning world He's champion. He's still the reigning world two champion. Years, is he? Yeah. For, yeah. like, two years running, or I guess three years running at this point. But um, it was able to defeat all the pro players except for him, I believe. But I, I kind of... I like where thinking with that because that was kind of my thing too like the campaign for starcraft 2 i always played on the hardest difficulties and i you know I, it could get frustrating but generally generally speaking all you have to do is just 
sit in your base and turtle up until you get a 200-200 army and then push out. And that's not how the game itself in a competitive setting works. So, like, if you're playing the game for the story mode, that's fine. But if you think that playing the story mode is going to help you become a better StarCraft player, it's really not. It just teaches you the basics of how to build things. And, you know, you don't even, like, work out builds because you start with such no. weird mineral patches and things like that. It's not really the same as a competitive game. Um, but I will tell you that, at least for Wings of Liberty, which is the one I actually remember best, funny enough, the campaign was actually very hard on the brutal mode, the hardest difficulty, yes, because there was one mission towards the end where, depending on what you decided to destroy, whether it was, um, I think it was whether you destroyed the Zerg's air forces or you destroyed their, like, Nidus canals or Nidus worm network or yes. something... Um, if you went the route of having air, that was actually very hard for a lot of people when that came out. I don't, I don't think like, you know, any top level players who have been playing StarCraft 2 for a while or just really good at micro and, and the like, you know, would have had a challenge, but it, it was surprising just how much they would send at you in that final mission. So I know it, it definitely was not easy on the brutal, uh, mode. And even I think players who were experienced with RTS games or even experienced with StarCraft games didn't really know how to counter Broodlords very well. Now it probably is a lot easier, but then it was definitely confusing for people. StarCraft. StarCraft. Thanks for coming to my TED StarCraft. Uh, so it looks like we're running low on time. I think I have to stay. We are. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts they want to get out there before we draw this episode to a close? RPGs. Make them fun to play on whatever difficulty you're at. RTS, FPS, make it so that you can own your skills in the game. Survival horror, get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good Something summer, right? Get good. Is it? I, okay, we're almost done, but is uh -oh. it hard to be good at survival horror games, really? No, I, I, I meant I meant more like the game itself should get good. <laughs> oh yes, agreed. Uh, yeah, I please new survival horror IPs. Any any game production companies out there? Hey Konami, please sell Silent Hill to Sony. Oh, please. There's so many rumors about that. I just I, know. I can't put hope into it. That'd be great. I just. I, everything I read about Konami is that they're a friggin' dumpster fire of a company right now, and they will not give up their IPs when they're not doing anything with them. Yeah. So, yeah. IPs where all the money is now in this world, so, you know. I know. That's why there's no original movies or TV series Ugh. anymore. Let's not go down that route. That's a different podcast. At the end of the podcast that's a, episode. That's, that's the, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about popular media to get into That's that. That's the Megan about media oh, okay. topic. I'm into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll schedule that for another time. Sorry that we have to, you know, edit that. Oh, it's fine. I'll probably forget. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Please check out our social medias. We are at Joypad on Facebook, right? There's a Joypad Pod. I don't even remember. Uh, Joypad Pod. Joy it's Joypad Pod. Pod. Joypad Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Joypad on YouTube, which uh, it, we're we're getting some content up there now. Mm -hmm. As I said, the Resident Evil 8 demo 
is on there as well as on our Facebook. We've got uh, the pilot episode of My Four Dads Ziplining in the Forest <laughs> is up on the YouTube. Our Diablo playthrough is going, and uh, several of us are making videos to have more content. So make sure to yep, check yep, yep. all that out. And I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. You got it all. Great job. Um, is it say the thing time? It is say the thing time. I will say the thing. The thing is... <laughs> My game stunk. I mean, um, <laughs> stay <laughs> joyful. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>